0: With his unique perspective on the medical legal system, here's Victor Cotton. Welcome to the Law and Medicine Podcast. Today's topic is the risk management strategy, the risk management goal of eliminating big ego doctors. As to why this is their goal, let me explain. As I've said many times, modern risk management is built on a core belief that doctors cause every malpractice lawsuit. Yes, we do. And here's how we do it. We start by committing a medical error, which we do quite frequently. And then we compound the problem by ignoring the patient, lying to the family, and emotionally abusing all of them until they can't take it anymore and they have no choice but to turn to a plaintiff lawyer who sues us. That is how every lawsuit arises, and the underlying cause is a big ego. You see, because I have a big ego... I think I know everything. I can't see my own shortcomings, and I won't listen to anyone, all of which make me more likely to commit an error. And then, after I commit that error, my big ego deepens the problem by making it difficult for me to empathize, to communicate, and to tell the truth. So, my big ego is a real problem. It makes me error-prone, it makes me incommunicative, and it eventually gets me sued. That's how every medical legal expert sees it. Now, in order to think this way, you first have to accept that lawsuits have nothing to do with the desire for money, nothing to do with the patient's need to blame someone, nothing to do with his family's lack of appreciation and generalized dysfunction, and nothing to do with advertising by plaintiff lawyers. No, none of those things are relevant because doctors cause every lawsuit. It's big ego, big lawsuit. Now, in case you're wondering how we became so unidimensional, the main reason is the very potent anti-physician attitude that pervades the medical legal community. Medical legal experts hate doctors, and that's the main reason they blame us for every lawsuit. But misperception also plays a role. And I want to explain this because otherwise you can get fooled. If we look at the medical specialties that are most frequently sued, the list includes trauma surgeons and interventional cardiologists. And the reason they're sued is that they perform emergency procedures in the middle of the night, some of those patients don't make it, and the families sue. At the other end of the spectrum are specialties that are almost never sued, and that list includes family physicians and pediatricians people who never perform surgery in the middle of the night. Now, here's an interesting exercise. Compare the ego of the average trauma surgeon to the ego of the average family physician. Compare the ego of the average interventional cardiologist to the ego of the average pediatrician. And what you'll find is that the people being sued, the trauma surgeons and the cardiologists, do indeed have bigger egos than the people who aren't being sued, the family docs and the pediatricians. So there's definitely a correlation between big egos and big lawsuits. But why is there a correlation? Well, in my opinion, it's because people who have big egos are attracted to high-risk specialties. It's my big ego that leads me to become a cardiologist or a trauma surgeon because I like the glory and the excitement of saving lives. And practicing those specialties then puts me in situations where I'm more likely to be sued. You see, it's not my ego that causes the lawsuits, it's the situations to which my ego is attracted that cause the lawsuits. So there is a correlation, but not causation. The problem is that medical legal people don't know the difference between correlation and causation. To them, correlation is causation. It's a very primitive way of thinking. And because of their limited intellect, when they see a correlation between big egos and big lawsuits, they conclude that the big egos cause big lawsuits, which fits perfectly with their underlying anti-physician mindset. And they therefore believe that we can eliminate lawsuits if we can just eliminate big ego physicians, which is why it's their goal. The problem is that eliminating big ego physicians isn't easy, especially when you've got old guys like me stuck in their ways, insisting on things like scientific proof and logical reasoning. So the medical legal folks have adopted a new strategy that involves screening medical school applicants for various personality traits. They want to screen medical school applicants, and if an applicant displays traits that are associated with a big ego, he or she will not be accepted to medical school, which is good because the person's just going to cause a bunch of lawsuits anyway. We can then fill those seats with people who have more desirable personality traits, and if everything goes according to plan in 20 or 30 years, the big egos will be gone and lawsuits will be a thing of the past. That's the thinking, it's gaining traction in the medical legal community, and from what I've seen, it won't be long until the medical schools start doing it. Unfortunately, like almost every risk management idea, this approach is not only misguided in terms of reducing legal risk, it's going to harm patients. Yes, it is. Because once we screen out all of the big egos, it won't be long until we have a shortage of trauma surgeons and interventional cardiologists because people with more modest egos aren't typically interested in those specialties. So, good luck if you're in a car wreck or having a heart attack. In addition to harming patients, the methodology that's being proposed is very troubling. I recently saw a presentation on the questions that prospective medical students will be asked. One of them was, are you more likely to think for yourself or do you prefer to build consensus with others? And of course, the preferred answer is to build consensus because a strong desire to think for yourself is associated with a big ego, which causes lawsuits. So, If you want to get into medical school, the desirable traits are groupthink, conformity, and a herd mentality. The exact same traits that were valued in the former East Germany. The next question asked, Which one of these scenarios would provide you with a higher level of professional satisfaction? 1. Performing emergency surgery and saving a patient's life or two, working with multiple members of the healthcare team to solve a serious social problem in the community. And this one's easy. The second answer is obviously correct because it contains the words social and community. If you see the word social or the word community, that's automatically the correct answer. Variants of those words are also acceptable. Variants of social include socialized, socialist, and socialism. And variants of community include communal, communist, and communism. Those are the traits we're looking for in future doctors. And the experts tell us that these students will be less likely to be sued. But that's not really what this is about. That's just pretext. The goal here is the same as it always is for these people. They want to control the practice of medicine so that they can determine who receives care and thereby decide who lives and who dies. That's the ultimate power that these types of people always seek. That's why they're so vocal about medical errors, constantly telling everyone that doctors are killing thousands and thousands of patients. Their goal is to undermine confidence in the medical profession so that it's easier for them to get control of health care. And, of course, once that happens, we won't have to worry about doctors killing thousands because these people will be killing millions. They did it repeatedly throughout the 20th century, and if they get control of healthcare, care, they'll most certainly do it again. The problem is that they can't get there if doctors are standing up and complaining that patient care is being compromised. That's disruptive. So they devise a strategy to create a new generation of doctors, saddled with student debt, who will keep their mouths shut and do exactly as they're told. And they roll it in as a Trojan horse, assuring us that it will eliminate lawsuits. The idea that lawsuits are caused by physician egos arises from a unidimensional analysis that accepts correlation as causation. Unfortunately, it also serves as pretext to compel conformity, and for that reason it's very popular in the medical-legal community and beyond. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Victor Cotton, physician, attorney, and founder of Law & Medicine. If you'd like to learn more about us or support our efforts, we invite you to visit our website at lawandmed.com. We offer a variety of online educational courses for which you can earn Category 1 CME credit. Many of our courses can be used to meet your malpractice insurance company's requirements for a policy discount. And if you receive a CME allowance from your employer, we can provide you with a receipt which can be used to obtain reimbursement. This has been a production of Law & Medicine, Hershey, Pennsylvania. All rights are reserved.